Programming Notes episodes, the general concept is that you can get an extended summary of episodes if you decide that you'd rather have that than listen to the episodes themselves, as well as some notes about what's going on in the community or how you can be helpful and useful in the community. Programming notes for the week of July 24th, 2022. Okay, we are starting to see some new initiatives popping up in the community, such as Senthil Kumar has launched a new series of interviews with data mesh implementers about their architectures that will be published on something that isn't controlled by myself, data mesh learning. We need people to start to specialize in extracting very specific information from many, many people so we can start to build to recognizable patterns, but people need to focus. There's not really many people out there that are specifically focusing on any one thing. So please find the topics you care about and start to do the work. If you just wait for information to flow to you, you are just like the old school report consumers waiting to be fed information. Go out and claim it and meet other awesome people in the community. Also, I am starting to get going on data mesh days. It looks like we will have one around financial services and one around life sciences slash pharma, both sometime in late 3Q or probably more early to mid 4Q. The format is to be determined. I kind of hate in person, but I think it probably makes the most sense. But then that is about 15 times the work and I need partners there and someone to fund it. So they will probably be online only unless a host emerges. If you want to get involved in some way, please get in touch. So what are the three episodes releasing this week? On Monday, we have episode 104, How Does Data Mesh Impact the Business? Learning from T-Mobile Polska's Early Journey, which is Carolina Hensel. This was a fun conversation about what T-Mobile Poland or Polska has learned so far in their journey, including a lot of really comprehensive pre-work to be able to build good momentum and move forward once they actually started with kind of their real data mesh deployment and implementation. They're looking to continuously improve and iterate, driving continuous incremental value to maintain the momentum and funding. On Tuesday, it's episode 105, Data Modeling in Data Mesh Part 1, Mesh Musings 23. There are a lot of people looking for answers on this, including me. The short answer is we don't have a good answer to how to do data modeling in Data Mesh that's going to be flexible enough to get us where we want to go just yet. The existing approaches are just not going to get us where we want to go. So we need people to help develop new approaches to data modeling, but we can move forward with implementations without having data mesh totally solved and sorted just yet. A big part of data mesh is lowering the cost of change relative to data. That cost of change has been huge in the past. But again, we don't have answers yet. On Friday, it's episode 106, Building an Effective Data Strategy. Why, oh, why don't you start from the why, uh, which is from Liz Henderson at Capgemini. 
Liz, aka the Data Queen, uh, came on to discuss the importance of tying everything back to the business strategy and starting every conversation about data from the why. Why are we doing this? How does this impact us? Like, what is the real value of doing this work instead of getting entranced and enthralled with doing the work itself? Why are we doing it? So with that, let's get to some extended summaries for Carolina and Liz's episodes. Extended summary for episode 104, How Does Data Mesh Impact the Business? Learnings from T-Mobile Polska's Early Journey, which is an interview with Carolina Hensel. Carolina is the data enablement tribe lead at T-Mobile Polska. And FYI, in this summary, business and domains are fundamentally similar in, in kind of the conversation that we had. So I've used them kind of somewhat interchangeably in this summary. As a leader in the data governance team at T-Mobile Polska, Carolina has a considerable number of different aspects under her, including the data platform, the data warehouse, data quality, et cetera. Much like data governance as a term has many aspects. Carolina started off the conversation with an important and useful point she emphasized a few times. You need to have specific challenges you want to solve before you embark on something like a data mesh journey. It's not just, quote unquote, let's be data driven or something like that. What business challenges are you trying to solve? And look at them from a why perspective. Why does tackling these challenges matter? These challenges could be poor data quality, time spent on non-value added tasks, data discovery issues, etc. Those were kind of the ones that Carolina uh, laid out that were happening at T-Mobile Polska. Define the problems and the pain points. It's important to understand that digital transformation is about business transformation first and foremost. What is your business trying to achieve? And what are the targets or expected business outcomes? Is that more revenue, cost savings, etc.? You need to define the pain points and what doing something like data mesh will do for the organization to secure that cooperation from business leaders. And don't count on patience as you work towards a big value delivery in the future. You know, that kind of big bang approach. You need to continuously create incremental value along the way. For Carolina, there were three main challenges they needed to address relative to data with their data mesh implementation. Number one, data quality was a constant issue, typically stemming from lack of real ownership and accountability, and also no standard term definitions. Number two was data discovery. It was very difficult for data consumers to even find data. And number three, time to market for new data and insights. The data function was becoming a major bottleneck to the business side. This has been something many, many uh, organizations have talked about for why they started to look at doing data mesh. Data governance can't only be an IT problem or or challenge for Carolina. In their data mesh implementation at T-Mobile Polska, they are focusing the central governance team on creating the tools and frameworks for the distributed teams to leverage. For instance, the business and technical metadata comes from the domains, but the data catalog where that is stored is offered as part of a platform by the governance team. 
This separation of duties has allowed quick time to business benefits when bringing on new teams to their implementation. This is something I think that a lot of people mistake when looking at data mesh is that it's everything needs to be decentralized across all aspects. And that's just not true. I don't, I don't know where people got that, uh, that impression, but it's Max never said it. I I don't know anybody who's sensible who has said that everything absolutely needs to be decentralized. Carolina and team knew they were facing issues with data, so they started interviewing business representatives to ask what were their biggest challenges. The governance team heard repeatedly data quality was an issue, but didn't know exactly why they were having data quality issues. So they moved to increase accountability, assigning data owners and data stewards. Collaborating with the new owners and stewards, they were able to figure out a few major causes, like a lack of real ownership, no common definitions, no real standard measurement of quality, etc. And addressing those challenges resulted in some quick wins to get positive momentum towards delivering continuous incremental value. At T-Mobile Polska, Carolina has seen how crucial having a C-level sponsor is to succeeding with something like a data mesh implementation. It is very easy for data initiatives to lose prioritization. There is always a more pressing short-term business need than kind of getting teams in the habit of producing high-quality data. So you need someone at that high, high level and the the C-level sponsor that can make sure that data work isn't unreasonably pushed out. You know, that doesn't mean that it always has to be the absolute number one priority, but it's very easy for for things to continually be pushed out. So specifically at T-Mobile Polska, they created a data governance committee to have the strategic supervision of the data governance and data quality efforts and identify the strategic initiatives to continuously deliver that incremental value and put things on businesses' roadmaps, right? There there was a team that was constantly... (laughs) pushing the implementation forward. So I asked a question that I ask a lot of people now, which is, what is the reason for creating new mesh data products at T-Mobile Polska? Carolina shared that data products are initially created to serve reporting specifically in most cases. Then they can expand to serve additional use cases, but there is a specific use case in mind for each new mesh data product. This is, again, something where I'm seeing a couple of different approaches from from organizations. So I think it's interesting to ask that question across a lot of people. Carolina discussed some of the new ways of working and the challenges around the necessary mindset shifts to implement something like data mesh. People were just used to data engineering delivering the data. So producers were used to throwing things over the wall and data consumers were used to making asks to a highly data literate group of people, even if they didn't exactly have the context. So they're inventing new ways of working and processes to not have data engineering handling the communication between teams. It's still somewhat early days, but they're figuring it out. Business owners are now in charge of explaining why that owning and that serving that data as a product can add value to their own organization. What is it for what is in it for each person in the, their own org? One explanation that has resonated well and been 
proved out repeatedly there is is that by moving to a data mesh way of working, there is a, a redu- reduction in time to market for new data and insights, including for the producing domain. As part of their data mesh implementation, Carolina and team have been restructuring KPIs to make it possible to measure the impact of the data work they are doing. Their focus is on the impact to the business, not like the kind of impact to the technical aspect of things. So one big goal with a few proof points thus far has been reduction in data work that doesn't add value. So reducing the time your data science team spends on things that aren't valuable means they can put more value-add models into production, right? If you can get rid of the busy work, then the work that you do do has more impact because you have more time to do it. Another big goal, as previously mentioned, is reducing the time to market for new data and insights, as many other data mesh implementers are seeing. And Carolina's team is driving buy-in through results by showing data producers how much impact they are having or could have by providing that quality data. As for how T-Mobile Polska started their journey, Carolina and team started with laying the foundation by looking to have like that good data governance set up at the start. They first found the data owners and the data stewards in each business. Then they explained the new responsibilities for those roles and why they were necessary. The data owner is kind of at that director level, the director of the business level, uh, you know, essentially the business or domain owner. And data stewards are more of the subject matter experts. And if there are complicated data needs, that domain may need a technical data steward, you know, an embedded data engineer as well. But not many domains actually need a technical data steward. Another thing that was specifically mentioned was leveraging quote-unquote change agents, the people with the will and the capabilities to drive large-scale change. How to actually find those people and and empower them and move them forward, they're still figuring that out, but it's, it's good to find these people that actually want to drive change. Carolina then shared some of the issues they've had with data democratization. Similar to what East Oldfield mentioned in his episode, just giving access to data when people don't really understand how to leverage that data can do more harm than good. They can try and find, uh, or they can think that they found some really interesting insight when really they're using data that that doesn't really drive towards uh, the question that they were asking. So T-Mobile Polska is pushing the those kind of not as data literate people to the data catalog as their only point of interface with data on the mesh. The governance team is focused on enabling data producers to create standardized reports and data sets to serve those people as they learn more about how to use data. The more technical, you know, data literate folks have more options to interface with data with fewer technical guardrails. In wrapping up, Carolina reiterated a few of her main points from the overall conversation. Number one, focus everyone on what you are trying to accomplish. What are the priorities? What is the impact to the business? Number two, look to deliver incremental value continuously to build and maintain momentum in your data mesh implementation. 
without that incremental value, support for your implementation is likely to falter. And number three, C-level management support is crucial to really drive an initiative like Data Mesh. Without it, your work is likely to get deprioritized and will be continuously pushed out. So I think if you're looking for a business perspective that has a lot of empathy, but is also really focused on why are we doing data mesh? What are we trying to achieve here? This is a a good conversation to kind of listen through now, but also circle back on, you know, every six months or, or so to really ground yourself back in if you're if you're getting overly focused on any technical aspects. Extended summary for episode number 106, Building an Effective Data Strategy, Why, Oh, Why Don't You Start with the Why, an interview with Liz Henderson. In this episode, I interviewed Liz, aka the Data Queen, who is an executive advisor at Capgemini. To be clear, though, Liz was only representing her own views on the podcast. Liz started the conversation talking about how data is an asset to the company, not treating data as an asset, as Jamak has talked about, and that's an important differentiation. And she started with a common theme for the conversation in general, which was why. Why is data important to the business? Why are we doing the data work we are doing? What is the purpose? Why are we doing it this way? When speaking with company executives, especially those outside the IT slash data team, Liz starts every conversation by digging into what is the business trying to do? What is the business strategy? How does data currently play into that strategy? What role do they want data to play in the business strategy? What role might data play if everything were perfect? You can't have an effective data strategy without tying it directly to the business strategy. When considering any aspect of a data strategy, whether that is data mesh or something else, Liz again recommends starting from the why. In some conversations, IT leaders have said something like, we want to do data mesh. But when Liz dug deeper, they couldn't answer why. That's a huge red flag. So when considering a data initiative, think about what is the target impact of the work to the business? How would executing on the data strategy impact the business, not just the IT environment? Also, always ask, so what? Why is this the right path forward for the business? And how is data pushing the business results forward? For Liz, if you are speaking with executives outside of the IT or data team about a data initiative like Data Mesh, to drive buy-in, don't start by selling, start by listening. What are the challenges they are having and work backwards to address those challenges through data? What are the business needs and wants? And how can data help them to address those needs and wants? That should heavily inform your data strategy. From experience, Liz knows it is quite easy to deliver a very large, costly data initiative that no one really uses or benefits from, aka a white elephant. So people 
play probably an even bigger role in data initiative and data strategy success than most would assume, even when we talk about how much the people process side is important to data mesh. The cultural aspect is so crucial to doing something like data mesh well. If the data consumers still only want to use spreadsheets, for example, it doesn't matter if you are delivering the best data products in the world. There won't be demand to make the work worth it. Liz gave a specific example of a recent conversation with a company wanting to do data mesh when talking with the IT leaders. When she started to dig in, the business wasn't involved at all with the decision to do data mesh. And a big part of doing data mesh is, you know, the business team's owning the data. <laughs> it's the first freaking data mesh principle. So if you run across a situation like that, you should ask why they want to implement without the business's involvement. Will that be change for the sake of change instead of actually driving results? Again, what is the business impact? Why are we doing this? Patience, leadership, courage, and will are all necessary to effectively execute a data change management initiative or an overarching data strategy in Liz's view. And don't forget the budget, both for getting going and quite importantly, the continued improvement and maintenance of the project or the initiative. It's often easy to get data change started, but maintaining the momentum, especially in the right direction, can be difficult. And if momentum starts to falter, budget can go away quickly in many orgs. Really consider if you are ready for a large-scale change before moving forward. As your Mac has said many times as well, think big, start small, move fast. Liz shared her insights into how it often takes three to four years for a new large-scale approach to how people work in data to go from everyone kind of first talking about it until we see how people are actually implementing it. Data culture and data literacy were all the rage three to four years ago, but there wasn't much info about how to actually implement a data literacy strategy. We are just starting to see adoption stories being shared it might take that long for data mesh. I'm personally trying to pull that information out of people uh, as much as I can, so we don't have to wait that three to four years, but people have to be somewhat patient for us figuring out exactly how to do this. So what happened with data literacy where it is now relatively widespread? For Liz, a lot of it was the general data and analytics industry maturing, with a strong general awareness of the concept and a need for data literacy rather than any one point or you know, push by any one organization. With data literacy, employees can understand how data impacts their role and thus how it impacts the business. So that is possibly how the data mesh might evolve as well. Broad awareness and the brave bleeding edge folks helping to mature the concept and find the useful patterns and anti-patterns but it still can take quite a while. Circling back on how crucial the people aspect is for data mesh or any data initiative, Liz is aligned with the research that people are the silent success or failure point for most data initiatives rather than technology or architecture. Technology-led initiatives in data are quite likely to fail. Liz recommends that companies looking to be more data-driven or data-informed really show 
to employees how data impacts the overall business and encourage them to consider the art of the possible relative to data. And consider ways to take feedback and data requests to enhance the business, but not in that kind of single data run type of approach for one one person, right? But take that and create new data products to share the information. Somebody had an insight and we need to create a way for that to actually become something that more people are aware of and that drives the business forward. And that way as well, people know that their insights might actually mean something and might result in a new service or opportunity. And it encourages people to speak up more about what might be interesting additional information to have, you know, requesting it as well, leading to better data products. Data storytelling and strong visualization are an often overlooked part of doing data right, per Liz. Having the, that data translator is crucial to take the information and make it so, one, people can understand what the data is telling us, you know, that insight, and two, what that might mean, you know, what's the potential action, not just, hey, here's an interesting insight, but what, what is it supposed to mean? Like, what, what could we move forward with the business on with this? Just sharing information with the out, without the understanding is overwhelming and confusing. Liz wrapped up her thoughts with three key points on where people go wrong in data. Number one, using a technology-first approach. Please stop picking solutions to try to be that silver bullet. Really consider what you are trying to do first. And then technology is obviously a key part, but you need to really think about what are you trying to accomplish? And then how does the technology help you accomplish that rather than the technology that you're purchasing is the (laughs) end result? Number two, not asking the why, especially about why do we want to be data-driven or things like that? And finally, number three, not having a data strategy at all. You need that compass to move forward. I think a lot of people understand that if you're listening to this podcast, but it's something that a lot of companies don't actually even articulate where they say, okay, this is exactly what we're trying to do. And data mesh isn't a data strategy. It fits in, it can lead, it can be a crucial part of your data strategy, but data mesh itself is not a data strategy. That's basically buying a concept instead of buying a technology to solve all your problems. It's not going to work out well for you. 